I'm going to on the radio, on the on the platform. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We want to focus on today about the kingdom mandate on vows. The kingdom mandate on vows. Kingdom mandate on vows. And these are a very important subject that Jesus Christ wants us to know about the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. And we being citizens of that, of that kingdom, we must know how the vows that we make affect our lives on earth here and also about the things in heaven. Hallelujah. And therefore, Amen. today, our focus of, of, of scripture will be found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 33 to 37. Matthew chapter 5, verse 33 to 37. I will give a quiz around these same verses um, next week. By God's grace, Matthew chapter 5, between 33 and 37. So please make sure that you you chew it and baba and baba it in your head. <laughs> Those of you who are good in chewing and uh, creating that kind of mental picture, uh, pick it up quite uh, quite well in your heart because it's a very, very powerful place to uh, to be, to understand the power of vows and also to come to the place of the necessity of getting those vows done. Um, the, today's service will also lead us to the place to understand some of the case points that we can pull out from the word of God. Hallelujah. Where the patriarch of old, in my new book that is coming about the Chronicles of Jacob, how the, the patriarch would actually stood, uh, will stand on and make pronouncements and make decrees and establish the system called tithe. You know, he established a system called tithe that we see it today that is within the Christian kingdom. Uh, and what made him become uh, what he was, hallelujah. How the Lord will reveal to him strategies of becoming successful because of the vow that a brother made years, 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 years past, hallelujah. And therefore, child of God, remember that today is a very powerful day. And then we will see some of the dangers of failing your vows. Some of the dangers, some seven dangers that are involved when you fail your vows. So in, in, in a nutshell, this is what the service is going to be in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's go into the word of God in Matthew chapter 5, verse 33. Matthew 5, 33. The scripture says, I'm reading from the book of, uh, from uh, King James Version, uh, Diggs Annotated uh, Version. That is what I'm picking up this scripture from. It says, Again, ye have heard that it, it, it hath been said by them of old, uh, that thou shalt not swear thyself, but shall perform unto the Lord thine oaths. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven nor uh, nor, uh, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shalt thou swear by the head, uh, because thou cannot make uh, one hair white or black, uh, but let your communications be yea and yea and nay or nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil this is the statement from the lord uh, uh matthew 5 33 to 37 he says that 
you have heard from the times of old by the fathers of old and said to you that you shall not swear for, by thyself. But the word of the Lord says that none even don't swear at all. So people of God is a very interesting position for a child of God to be in, to realize that the Lord does not want us to freely use our lips to pronounce words that we cannot bring to pass. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. He says that, but I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for that place is the throne of God, by the earth, for it is the full stool of God, by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath or swear and make a vow by your head. So, <laughs> me. Some people use the chi the word. Those of you are not chi or you are not a Ghanaian. This is what they say. Be doing or me come papa nine or me come mama nine and all that. I will do this and all. The word of the Lord says that don't even swear about any of those things. Say you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. This is Matthew 5, 37. Anything, say, let your yes be yes, and let your no be no. Anything above these things comes from evil. Wow. Wow. <laughs> People of God, I want to show you something. The words that we speak possesses life in them. Whether you are a Christian or you are not a Christian, because the world that we live in, we live in a world that is sustained by the vibrations of the Spirit of God. And therefore, what makes things come into reality or come into effect of man is by the sound that comes out of their mouth. So, for example, what I'm speaking now is a sound that is coming out of my spirit by the understanding of my mind and with the influence of my soul. These three things put together makes what comes out of me becomes a sound. And this sound comes and is connected to the vibrations in the atmosphere that I live in. And then whatever I say begins to take effect in the propensity of my declarations, it begins to take effect in the things that I say. It. Isaiah mm -hmm. speaks of the same thing. The word of the Bible says that my word does not come out of my mouth void, but it shall accomplish the things for which I have sent it, and it will accomplish the for the, the purpose for which I have sent it. Which means that the word of the Lord does not go out of His mouth, and it's just a wasted word. No. There is no sound that comes out of us to any environment has got a word to say that it was just a rash word. No, please, whether it is jokes, whether it is a word of uh, uh, that we mean, it has how it is all have a meaning and it will all have effect one way or the other. It will take a particular physical form or shape. And therefore, we've got to be careful what we say especially in the place of making a vow why is it so i will show you the reason why vows are dangerous or oaths are dangerous are these a man your strength and your capacity is found in your words as i have described 
how the sound of words that comes out of our mouth begins to take shape because of the vibrations in the system or the frequency. People use the word frequency, the frequency in the system. Therefore, it is very important that every word that comes out of a mouth, a mouth of a man, we have to observe it carefully. Amen. That is why you don't want anybody to say negative word about you or say a negative word or rehearse a negative event about you yesterday yesterday for example i'll say it here you know we were sitting down watching tv with, with my missus i came from town and i i, I sat with the kids and we we're having a, a family time here watching tv and she was looking at some issues going on on tv and everything and then she began to recollect about issues of the past especially the challenges that we've been through and all of a sudden I, every time she raises that situation i try to uh, to switch the conversation because i know how it feels like the enemy trying to rehearse or make it happen again and so the bible speaks it in this way the affliction shall not strike a second time why Amen. because when a man begins to rehearse the issues of the past then there is a way the enemy wants to take the vibrations of the sound of a man and they begin to use that vibration and then wage war against the one that spoke it or try to remember how it used to be hallelujah mm -hmm. and that is why i try not to rehearse the negative but rather rehearse mm -hmm. the positive what Amen. advantage the lord has done for me the opportunities god has opened to me i try to speak Amen. that one more than the negative that i know that it wasn't so good if it should come out of my mouth it is coming out of my mouth as a word of praise unto the lord and as a word of caution to somebody that this is how the lord saved me from this situation and so i want you to realize the necessity to take heed into some matters like this and so i don't wow. want to go into the issues of the past anymore Hallelujah. Because Amen. every time I speak about it, the words of my lips is connected to the issues of the environment and the vibrations and the frequencies begins to take a, a physical effect. The Bible puts it this way in John chapter 1, from 1 up to 14. Say, and the word became flesh, that the sound of the word of God became tangible, that we could feel it, we could see it happening live. And that is why you've got to be careful. And so uh, when it comes to the issues of vow, the soul of a man, the soul of a man begins to create a standard or a platform of meaning. Oh. That is a platform of reality to allow the sound that is coming out of their mouth to become a reality in the situation that they live in. So when a man says that I will give you this, they, their soul has approved and their spirit is backing what they have said. And so it is connected to them as the standard that they want it to be. And so Amen. by that, the Bible says that they are judged. Oh. Yes. That is why God does not want us to rush about anything. So even if you look at salvation, you don't have to pay money. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to go for the pastor to smack you at your back. No, but the sound of your mouth, the words that you say, what you declare becomes your, the reality of your existence. So when you say that I am a child of God, 
it becomes the reality of your existence. If you say that, oh, me, I cannot do this business, is the reality of your existence. If you say that my head is still paining and I don't know, I have got whatever, and then you put the word there, whatever it is, it becomes the reality of your existence. So we've got to be careful. So the word of the Lord came to Moses and said this in Numbers chapter 30, 30, Numbers 30, verse 1 to 3. Uh, let me take one and two first. So Moses spoke to the heads of the tribes of the people of Israel, saying that this is what the Lord God has commanded. It was the commandment from the Lord. So if a man vows a vows to the Lord or swears mm-hmm. an oath to bind himself by a pledge, he shall not break his word. Amen. Yeah. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. Hmm. So God is not so much interested in the people who are rash to say, oh, I'll give you $10,000. The Lord is waiting to see where the $10,000 is coming from. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll give you a, a goat, a billy goat with some kind of mustache and beard and all that. The Lord is waiting for the billy goat. Mm. Oh. oh, I will pray 10, 10 hours a day and I'll stand on my feet and declare the declaration. God is waiting for you. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So God is saying that every vow, he did not specify what vows binds what and what vows does not bind you. So he says that whatever word that came out of your mouth, any pronouncement that you make, according to Numbers chapter 30, he says that do it. Do it. Do it. That is why when in those days when a man in Deuteronomy 24, when a man decides to marry a woman and then he said, oh, I'll marry you and I'll love you. I'll take care of you and all the bits and pieces. And then along the line, the guy changes his mind. He said, you, you, you dare not. You've got to make sure that wherever you took the lady from, the words that you spoke are accomplished or they are fulfilled and so you have to pay her or buy yourself out mm. yes. you've got to buy yourself out you cannot say that i said it so i i will leave it and go no 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 you've got to buy yourself out don't take the woman from her father's house and go and dump her in the, on the street of her pastor's uh, door, doorsteps no You've got to do what? Buy her out by signing a bill of divorce, a divorcement for her and make sure that you satisfy her. Mm. Yeah. Compensate. So everyone that is in this kingdom, the Bible says that our words are powerful. It says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Don't rush into saying anything. There was a typical example. In Acts chapter 18, verse 18, the apostle Paul, the Bible says apostle Paul stayed many days longer and took leave of the brothers from from Syria. And he was with a particular uh, man called Aquila with his wife Priscilla. And these two were living in a particular environment and the apostle was trying to do a lot of things. He, the people were tent makers. So he, 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 that was his job, Apostle Paul. Though he was an apostle writing the Bible and all that, he still was a businessman doing his business to make his money. Yes, Paul was a businessman. So brothers and sisters who are pastors and men of God who think that they have got congregation of 2017 people and so they want to stay home and then be praying. Please be careful. (laughs) (laughs) 
True. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Uh, this reminds me of one, one man of God who wanted us to pay him and he didn't want to work away. The congregation was about 10 or 12, you know, and I understood him. He was struggling to, he was old, he was a matured man. And I said, no problem. And then uh, they put me in there as the assistant pastor. And I, that was around 2001, between 2000 and 2004, uh, thereabout. It was interesting. You know, interested in London, in, in Croydon area. And, and after a while, the people were not paying offering. So the amount that they promised to pay the pastor, they couldn't pay. So now he had to come and preach and come and um, make pronouncements and declarations and uh, curses and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't approve that. I didn't like that idea. Hallelujah. Yeah, but these are some of the things that can lead us into those kind of environment by the words that we speak. We said that we'll pay him 400 pounds a month. It wasn't not enough at the time as, as a young church, but that was what we thought we could give him. And so yeah. 400 pounds a month. But forgetting that the congregation, the strength of the congregation's finances was not strong enough to be able to meet those kind of things. So eventually now uh, the money was not coming. People of God, wherever we stand to speak, we've got to be careful what we say. Hallelujah. Amen. You have to say that. I don't want to promise you, but when things work out, I will do what I can to also support. And therefore, if the support comes as 10 cities, as 20 cities, as $1, as $50, as $1 million, whichever way the Lord gives to you, which, when it's coming from your heart, it means mm -hmm. that you are fulfilling your vows just as you said it. Mm, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Malachi chapter 1, verse 14. Malachi chapter 1, verse 14. It's a very powerful scripture. It says, Curse be the cheat who has a male in his flock and vows it to God and yet sacrifices to the Lord what is blemished. For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name will, will be feared among all the nations. Amen. So whatever you said that you want to give to God, please do the same. Don't change the, the equation because things have changed. No. Things have changed, but your words have not changed. What you said have not changed. Hallelujah. Because Amen. some of our voices lead, can lead us to sin. And so be careful. Amen. And so God, most times when it comes to the place where, I, where we are, in the place of dealing with him, he does not always speak. Hmm. If you have observed carefully. So you either go by the word that he has spoken already in the promises, which is the Bible, or wait until he says something. Because he is bound by his word. Hallelujah. The words that we speak are the things that binds us. So when a man says that I will support the ministry with this, and the man changes his mind because somebody has talked him out. So oh, why are you doing this for this church? After all, you are blessed here, and this church is not blessing you enough. So why don't, at the moment somebody talks you out, the Lord is still waiting on you for the words that you spoke first. So got to be careful. 
man, we've got to be careful when it comes to dealing with the issues of vows. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 25, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 25, it says, it is a rash, it is, it is a snare to say something rashly. Why is it a snare? It's a trap. You have put yourself in the trap by the words that you speak. We've got to be careful. There was a scenario in the scripture, a man called Jephthah. Uh, Jephthah was one of the great uh, leaders of, of Israel. And the Bible says in Judges chapter 30, verse, uh, verse 30, uh, Judges, Judges chapter 11, my apologies, Judges chapter 11, verse 30 to, to 40. This young man who was very powerful judge of Israel, the Bible says that uh, there was a situation that came up uh, that's a fight between the Ammonites uh, and he needed to stand in as a judge to lead the people to war and to bring victory. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Jephthah could not stay with God by allowing God to be with him, but he demanded that if God gives him victory, he made a vow to the Lord and said, if you will give me the Ammonites into my hand, then whatever comes out from the door of my house to meet me when I finish the war. Mm. When I return in peace from the Ammonite, mm. shall the law, shall that particular thing that comes, whatever comes from the law, from the house, first to meet me, that shall be to the Lord. And I will offer it up as a burnt offering, which means mm. that the thing, whether it's an animal, whether it's a human being, mm. whatever the situation may be, that person or that animal is going to be sacrificed and be burnt on an altar as a sweet fragrance unto the Lord. Yeah. So the Bible says that Jephthah crossed over onto the Ammonites to fight against them. And the Lord gave them onto his hand. And he struck them from arrow mm. to the neighborhood of the minute 20 cities 20 cities this brother killed everyone that came to fight everyone and the bible says that even up to mispa the, the lord gave him so much victory but when he came home mm. when he came mm -hmm. home mm. i hope that he was thinking that mm. the wife was mm. the one that was going to come out <laughs> <laughs> because usually it's the women. The women, oh, my husband is coming home. So, hey, praise God. He, he, victory is coming. So he thought that my, this woman, by all means, I've sworn. So, I can get rid of her. Me, me, me. Let her come. Let her come. She's going to be a bent offering very soon. <laughs> and the Bible says that oh. her only daughter oh. was what oh. came out first. Oh. Yeah. And funny enough, he had neither a son or any nor any any other daughter except this only child. He had only one child. That was the daughter, beautiful girl. And then she came out with a tambourine meeting daddy from the battlefield. You know the statement the man said, Oh my daughter, you have brought me low. Oh. He was blaming the daughter, but forgetting about his own vows. But he said that I have promised to the Lord 
and so shall it be. Though this hurts me so much, but I will not change my vows to the Lord. And God still kept quiet. Mm. Yeah. Mm. God kept quiet. He didn't say, oh, Jephthah, this one is a bit of a blow to you, so please change it and get some, go and get your wife or go and get a goat or a cow in place of your daughter. No, 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 no. If it's a wife, he's going to marry, marry another woman. A daughter, it will take him a long time to produce, to get, get a wife pregnant, to produce a child, and the child can come out carrying a tambourine in his hands to go after a war. It's going to take a long time. At least 10, 12, 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. Yes. But this time around, the brother could not change his mind because he vowed unto God. And this gives me a bit of confidence in these kind of things that when it comes to the place of those who fulfill their, their vows, the Bible says that you've got to fulfill your vows even when it hurts. Mm. Even when it hurts. Wow. Yeah. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 4 it says that when you vow unto God do not delay paying it for he has no pleasure in fool's vows so pay it now that's why Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 5 says go read it all these things that I'm speaking to you I'm bringing your attention to the place that the Bible says that when we come before him what we come is thanksgiving in our heart and a songs of praise in our spirit we should not allow words that are not from him come from our mouth quickly. If we do that, the Bible says that we ensnare ourselves. And the Lord is waiting for us to fulfill our vows from our mouth. Why? Because the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 that we are the salt of the earth. Okay? How? If we, the soul, will lose our taste, what's the taste of a believer? That the sound of your voice, your presence, the things that you say is what carries the power, the potency to make things happen. Like somebody was disturbing me at work. I pronounced a word and I said, I lose you. The Lord will, uh, well, I won't say it here. And whatever I said, it happened just as I said it. Oh. Yes, I have given that testimony before on this platform. Again, somebody who took another position and now was kind of threatening me and making life difficult. Every small thing the guy wants to bring into book and all that. And as I looked at him and I didn't want to say something from my mouth, you know, because I knew what could happen. But my heart was not happy. Within me, it was not happy. So I warned all the Ghanaians around here and said, be careful, my brother. When this guy is around here, please, all of you be careful, including all the people that I knew that. I said, be, be careful about this guy. He's in this position so he can put you in trouble. He can make you lose your job. He can make you be punished and all those kind of stuff. Lo and behold, the law, who does not like those kind of lifestyle, began to reorganize his life. And all of a sudden, last week, they called us all together in a meeting by one of the directors and says, and says that that particular guy, his position has been taken away from him. He has been demoted. Hmm. Amen. People of God, hmm. we have to be careful because the Bible says that we are the salt of the earth. If we, the words of our lips that carries the power to bring things to, have, uh, to pass, if we continue to say words meaninglessly or, or without any sense of power behind them, after a while, when you say something, nobody respects you anymore. 
That's why the Bible says that when the salt loses its taste, it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown away and trodden on the foot of men. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Jonah, when he was in a... Usually people go, they vow whenever they go into trouble. Oh Lord, when you give me a husband, I will come and do this for you. Oh Lord, if you bless me with a million, a million dollars, I will come and give a tithe of this. Oh Lord. And we are all over the place. Jonah chapter 1 verse 16, the Bible says that Jonah paid his vows because he was in the belly of a fish. And now in that place, he found out that it wasn't a comfortable environment. And so he desired that his soul was crying out for, uh, for deliverance. And the Lord heard his cry. And when he came out, the brother had to quickly, quickly come and pay his vows. And the journey that the Bible says it to take him a couple of days, he, a couple of weeks, he did it in days. Speaking to the city of Nineveh, telling them that, listen, brothers and sisters, the anger of God is against you with your sins and your errors. God is not so pleased with you. So be careful. Change your ways. And the brother will not rest. He paid out his vows. People of God, if you have vowed anywhere, to any man, to any condition, to any situation, for you to redeem yourself, go pay your vows. Please. The Bible says that we should never owe any man except love. So if you have vowed anywhere, Ecclesiastes 5, 5 says that it is better you pay your vows than not to pay it at all because it's dangerous. Hallelujah. Amen. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treasures destroys them. Why? Why are they tre treacherous? All because the words that they speak, they don't do it. I've seen many people who say that, oh, don't mind him. When he says that he's coming, he no longer comes. Oh, he said, oh, I'll come. Forget, don't, don't bother this brother. You know, people have vowed, have made all kinds of promises to a lot of people. And we haven't seen any of them coming to pass. Your integrity is at stake. And the things that the Lord has called you to do, you will realize that you are losing the grounds on them. Hallelujah. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Because God is not so pleased with the promises and with the vows of men who cannot fulfill their vows. Let's see some of the dangers that are involved when it comes to vows. Let's see some of the dangers that are involved. Number one, it provokes God to anger. If you vow to God and you don't fulfill your vows, it can provoke God to anger. Yes. God will be so upset with you. And you don't want to fall in the trap of the Lord. I beg. I'm begging you. Nobody wants to fall in the trap of the Lord by promising and not fulfilling it. Please, even if you have to cut your hair and go and sell it, please do it. Hallelujah. Because the apostle Paul did it in, in Acts chapter 18, 18. He vowed to cut his hair and he had to do it. The apostle had to do it. Whatever you need to do, I didn't say he cut his head to sell it, but I'm only saying it to tell you that whatever you have promised God, don't think that he lets you go. No. Yeah, say whatever you said. Every promises that comes out of our mouth becomes like a commandment that is binding. 
is an agreement between you and whomever you say it, whether to God, to your environment, to yourself, hmm. and to your family. So please, always be, he, even the Bible said it, it says that do not even swear with your own head or take an oath by your head, for you cannot make your hair white or black, which means that you can vow to yourself. Say that I will do this before I get here. I'm going to do this. Say, don't even swear. Don't, don't take those vows to yourself. Don't use yourself as a, don't do it because God is not so pleased with that. Hallelujah. Number two, you are seen as a fool in the sight of God. Because those who don't fulfill their vows, say that they are fools. That's what the Bible says. Number three, the work of your hands cannot be, can be destroyed. If you pay a vow and you don't fulfill it, the work of your hand can be destroyed. Number four, you bind yourself with the oath with the oath or the vows that you make. So the oath or the vows that you have made becomes your own binding um, agreement. Remember the Bible says this, that whatsoever you bind on earth here, it is bound in heaven. So could it be possible that a lot of us have been bound in heaven because we have bound ourselves with our own promises and vows? It could be possible. Because you said it, you didn't do it. And heaven only listened to the vibration in the atmosphere. And the lady, who beautiful lady out there, she said that she was going to do this. And so heaven began to bind that thing or carry it as a, a matter of urgency. And so now the thing is binding the lady. And now on earth, she hasn't fulfilled herself, her quota of the situation. So her life has been bound. And her marriage is not coming through. Everybody that comes through to her is not work, doing well for, for her. And she's, she's in there and things are just passing out, you know, and all that. Maybe the promise was that, Lord, I want to be part of this ministry or I want to be, be uh, an intercessor. I want to be a kingdom financier. And the money came. And the first thing the lady went to buy was artificial hair. Artificial hair and with the nails. <laughs> That was the first thing she bought. And the Lord was listening. I gave you a beautiful hair. Why did you have to go and buy a donkey hair and put it on part of your head? The beautiful one. So, okay, that's what you said. You are bound. And every man passes by can see her to be a, a wife material. And they are there crying, Father, bring me a husband. Bring me a wife. Bring me a whatever. And it's not happening. Could it be possible that by your own words, you have bound yourself? Hallelujah. Amen. You complicate your life. When you pay a vow, you make a vow, you complicate your life. So be careful what you say. We sin when we don't pay our vows. We sin when we don't pay our vows. And the last one, number seven, you could invoke your own death. You could create your own death. That lies. You, you, you find your own self creating your own death because you have made a vow and you have not fulfilled it. There are a lot of things in the scriptures that I can bring you to it, but I want you to take these things uh, as a matter of agency and go before God and say, Father, I am begging of you that whatever I have said that I've not been able to fulfill it today, have mercy on me. Let's take a prayer. Let's pray. Every one of you, let's pray.
in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's pray and ask God that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus Christ in any place where we have bowed. Let's pray. Lift up your voice. Let's pray. Everybody pray. Please, let's pray. And ask for forgiveness and wherever we have vowed, the Lord help us to fulfill our vows. Lift up your voice and pray and tell the Lord, the Lord, have mercy on me. Forgive me for all, for all the sins I've made, the vows I've made that I've not been able to fulfill. Please have mercy and let's start a clean sheet, a clean sheet today, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, wherever we have made declarations with our lips and with our voices that we have not fulfilled our part of the agreement, have mercy on us, oh God. Have mercy on us. We pray, have mercy on us. Wherever we need to fulfill, give us the resources to be able to make it good. Remind us of all vows we have even forgiven, forgotten. Oh Lord Almighty, in the name of Jesus, to make it good. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. We pray thee, O God, help us and have mercy in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Zekala 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for helping us and forgiving us and cleansing us from all the issues of the past. The vows we made, we could we, we, we said that we couldn't fulfill it. We thank you for helping us and relieving us of those vows. In Thank you so much, family, for all the opportunity to spend with me this morning for us to declare uh, these vow, uh, these uh, issues about vow. Is the kingdom the only thing I want you to realize is that these words could not come from the mouth of any of the Pharisees or the Sadducees because they themselves could not honor them. Hallelujah. And therefore, uh, the only one who could help us to understand the need for the mandate of the kingdom was Jesus Christ. So he came to express the necessity of these things. So he says that don't even try to vow. It is better not to vow than to vow and not fulfill it because there is no blessing in it. It can invoke the anger of God against you. You are seen as a fool in the sight of God. And in the kingdom of God, nobody is a fool. That's the amazing reality. In the kingdom of heaven, no single person is a fool, except those who vows and don't pay their vows. Because the Bible even warns that, never say that somebody is a fool. Remember, we've dealt with that. So don't say anybody's raka because we he, we dealt with that. We can't create man. Yes. Which means that in the kingdom of God, if you don't fulfill your vow, you open yourself for somebody to be able to call you a fool. That's how dangerous it is. Amen. Amen. David said it this way. He said that, he said that, uh, he, said, he says, let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know that way, so that I should go. For to you I lift up my soul, and I shall fulfill my vows. He says, I shall fulfill yes. my vows. Yeah, that is, that is Psalm 143. Psalm 143. That is what David always says, that I will come to your house and shout on top of my voice and make my vows before your house. So in the place when it comes to dancing, the brother would dance and not spare any, any place in the dancing. When it comes to giving, he can give to a point where God is saying that it's too much. Yeah, when it, whatever the brother did, he did it out of the extraordinary. When it comes to the kingdom of God, listen to me. If you know you want to do it, do it to the strength of your capacity. Don't over, over promise. And do not promise and don't fulfill it. Mm -hmm. I'm begging you. Please, I'm begging you. Mm -hmm. That is the only way you can walk in abundance. Mm -hmm. You see how people are able to speak out and everything. Man, your, vo your, your, your commands are your, 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 your strength. You say that, oh, I'll give you 100 cities. That is, that is your, your glory. That promise you made is your glory. When you go and you fulfill your, your, your promise, oh, I said, I'll give 100 cities and this is my 100 cities. Let me tell you something that I did when I came to Ghana not long ago. The bishop that was with me, Bishop Frederick, he's, he, 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 he's been with me like a brother for the past almost uh, uh, 25 or 30 years. 
we have been together. We, I used to live in their house with the, with the mother. The mother was the basic director for Ghana Education Service, Madam uh, Georgina Tikwe. She's passed on. And we all lived together in the house. And when he was about to marry his wife, uh, that he's married to now, he, when I was coming to London, he, she requested for uh, a dinner dress that I should bring her a dinner dress when I'm coming back. My first time I was going back, I couldn't find them, but I still had that in my mind. And I said, yes, I will do it. Do you know, I, when I came in October, I brought, I gave her her dinner dress and she, she got shocked that after 20 years, 24 years now, you are still, and her size is still the same. Wow. The, the dress I bought here, I gave to, it fitted perfectly well. People of God. Amen. Yes. So 24 years, I still, I always remember, I said, my dear, I've been looking for yes. your number for a long time. I'm coming oh. to Ghana now. I've seen, now, remember, you, I promised that I will give you your dinner dress. Yes, it's here. I carried it in my stuff. Went there, gave it to the husband. I said, please give it to your wife. This is her dinner dress. I pray that it fits her, and it was just Amen. perfect. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. When, when you, I, I, I was blessed because I felt relieved. All of a sudden, I felt relieved that I don't owe her anything except love. So anything after that to give to her is just an addition of blessing. Hallelujah. So we've got to be careful about how we look at these things when it comes to vows. Hmm. Vows don't expire. Hmm. It never expires by age or time. The Lord wants to wait on you to do and fulfill your vows. So please be careful what you say. Wherever you say it, make sure that you fulfill it and then walk away. That you have saved yourself from the condemnation of your own words. Amen. Well, amen. 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 I know that a lot of people um, mean good, including myself. Oh. oh, Lord, I will do this. Oh, Lord, I will do this. I will pray. Mm. I will fast three days a week. You know, I will do this. And then the time you come home from work, you are tired, you are exhausted, the body is tired. You want something to put in your belly before you go to bed. And then the promise of going to fast, you know, you throw it over the window. So forget, Lord, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> so please let us all be observant by the words that we speak. The Bible says that even if it goes against us, we still have to stay on to make our <laughs> Hallelujah. We have Amen. Faith. Amen. All Amen. those things are done by God's grace. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. May the Lord reward you and everything that you are doing. Know that God is capable of blessing you if only you can understand the necessity of the vows that you have made. To you. Where you have not fulfilled your vows, make amends. God sees at as a sin, and therefore rectify it by asking for forgiveness and the relief of those vows that you made. Ask him for forgiveness and the relief of those vows, the consequences of those vows that you made. 
Let me tell you another thing. Maybe I did not say this. The Bible says that Hannah vowed unto the Lord for a male child and said to the Lord that if you bless me and give me a man child, I will bring him to you as an offering for him to serve you all the days of your life. How many of you know, know Prophet Samuel? Samuel. Yes. It was the vow yes. of a woman who desired that they want to make sure that by God's grace, they get a child. They also produce mm -hmm. a child. And the Lord listened to the decree of this woman and blessed mm -hmm. her with whatever she was looking for. So mm -hmm. vows can invoke God to act on your behalf. But Amen. when it comes to the terms of fulfilling your, bat, your, your, your part of the agreement, if you fail to do that, there will be consequences. Uh -huh. Wow. Amen. The Bible says in, in Psalm 50, uh, verse, verse 15 or so, uh, from 14, from 14, say, if you fulfill your vows, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Yes. Hallelujah. So Amen. please be careful what you say. Amen. Don't rush into it. Amen. It is Amen. better to give a vow of a thanksgiving, of a praise, of something that you know that you can access it quickly and give it to the Lord than to Amen. make vows and then you don't do it. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. That vows are upon me, O God, and I will render praises unto thee. It is important to know the dangers and the, the gravity of the words that we say. In the book of Nahum, chapter 1, verse 15, the Bible says, And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put upon me, so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord God be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be, be the house of the Lord. And all that thou shalt give to me, I will surely give thee tenth of this. This is found in Nahum chapter 1, verse 15. It was the pronouncement of Jacob. We have done that already. That is why I'm not, uh, I didn't bring it up because we did it. I remember we talked about, uh, that's Nahum chapter one, verse 15. Nahum. I know it's one of, it's a, it's a Bible chapter. <laughs> Those of you who don't know that there is a, a chapter called Nahum. There is a chapter in the Bible called Nahum. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, Jesus Christ. Most times our prayers are not answered because we have made a vow and we have not fulfilled it. Mercy. Oh, mercy. Yeah. If you make a vow, you don't fulfill it. Your prayers, you, you have a problem getting answers to your prayers. There was a pastor's a pastor wife, a pastor's wife that she this she spoke to me. She spoke to me. Uh, a pastor's wife. Nahum chapter 1, verse 15 is what I spoke earlier on. 
Thank you. A, a pastor's wife. She told me this personally. She called me to the side after I'd finished ministering and the Lord uh, uh, brought so much deliverances and all that. And said, a man of God, years ago, when uh, your father, uh, Bishop so-and-so said that he, um, he will marry me, I was a very bad girl. Before then, I was a very, very bad girl. I was working with all the big, big men in Ghana. And I had all the opportunities and access to every one of them. And I messed myself up big time to a point where I took my womb out. So I knew for sure that I would never give birth. But when nobody was coming and now I was aged and I was growing and then pastor came along and said that I will marry you. So I went and told his pastor and said to him, this, this is a confession of a, a woman of God, spoke to me privately. And then later, the reason why I'm sharing it here is because she came to church to come and share it before the whole congregation and said this, that uh, when, when, when he said he will marry me, I said to him that, please, I don't want jokes because my life, the way I have lived my life, I have lived a, a, high, a high life, a high time life. So from now, but I want you to go and talk to your pastor before you come to me. So she went to his pastor, spoke to him and said, listen, man of God, one of your sons has come to me to propose that he wants to marry me, but I'm happy to marry him. But this is one thing I want you to be aware. If we marry, we can never give birth to a child because my past life has been very, very difficult one. And I had to take a very uh, a stubborn decision against all odds. So my body, I haven't got the ability to give birth. She said it, she came clean. So now, they told this man of God and said, uh, listen, this is what the lady says. So please, when you are going into this marriage, know that you may not get a child. He said, I will still marry her. So long as she's told me the truth, I will still marry her. So when in the day of their marriage, this, I was with them one of the days not long ago, and the pastor was saying this, listen, they said to me, so on the, one of the anniversary, I think their 30th anniversary or so, or 28th or so anniversary, I think 30th anniversary, I deliberately posted their wedding picture on my status. I did it. I don't post my own. I don't post even my birthdays and all that. I don't post my children's birthday or my status, but I posted his and the and the and pastor's wife, the bishop's wife. Now he's a bishop, and the woman is a woman of God. Now ordained the pastor. I posted their their picture the day they married. Their day's picture. I have it. I posted it on my status and congratulated them. The man of God said that they gave them only few weeks that the two of them will separate. But he said to God, "The Lord help me. I will sustain and maintain my vows to this woman, no matter what comes." You know what wow. happened? The woman of God vowed to God that if the Lord blesses her with children, she will roll in front of the congregation in church. I was there. The day she did this rolling, I was standing there, and that was the day she came. But she had already spoken to me prior to that, privately. And then she came to church to confess, brought the picture of the image that they had took, uh, they took that she hasn't got a womb, and is there. She's got it still there. She's still got it. The image, the picture is still there. And came and confessed. She's got three kids now. 
She's got three wow. children now, two boys, one girl. Wow. And they are all mature now. They have all finished uni and they are all doing well. Wow. By God's grace. She vowed. And when the day came that she had now given birth, and the daughter was, I think, was 10 or 12 years at the time. The last born was 10 or 12 years at the time. And she came to church and she, the Lord reminded her. So she came and rolled in front of the church back and forth, back and forth. And then she took the microphone from the hand of the man of God and she confessed in front of everybody that this is a vow I made to God a couple of years ago. Amen. And today I'm fulfilling my vow. Wow. So now nothing holds her down anymore. Amen. 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 If a man vows to God, Psalm 76, 11 also says, it says, if you swear an oath to bind your soul with a bond, you shall not break it. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of the mouth of this servant of God. So please make sure that whatever you say, you vow. When you vow, pay unto God. I'm begging you. I'm really begging you, please. If you don't know, you don't have any plans of fulfilling it, please don't say it. Don't make any declaration. Don't say anything. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so Amen. much. Thank you. Amen. Amen. God Amen. bless you, Reverend. Thank you very Great much. Thank you very much.